the episode of the Cards and Cartridges podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, a.k.a. OG Retro. I'm here with my man, Chris, a.k.a. Koozie Retro Games. Today, we're talking about how Animal Crossing has sold 31 million copies and gotten us through a global pandemic. We're talking about the Pokemon card market uh, miscuts and error market compared to how sports card is. We're talking about game systems that we might think are cool. We like the library. We, we may want to play them, but we've just never played them. And also investing in cards, either vintage or do you go modern? What uh, do you want to invest in that base set Charizard or that Champions Path Charizard in the sports card market? You know, everything like that. It's going to be a good episode, guys. Koozie, how's it going, my man? Dude, I'm excited. Happy happy Monday morning, everybody. We're recording this on a Sunday, but I know I had a great weekend. I'm excited for the week ahead. We've got some great topics coming at you guys this morning. Just, just excitement. Pure excitement. Pure excitement. I need more coffee, I feel like. I'm drinking water, and I wish I had some coffee, but it's a Sunday, so it's, it's, a, it's water Sundays. Can you drink uh, coffee late at night, or does it keep you up? Nothing keeps me up, Chris. It's no, you just, dude. I've I've cut out, I've cut out two quote unquote addictions in the past five days. Okay, I, I've stopped sports betting, and <laughs> I and I stopped taking melatonin at night. <laughs> no, hold up. Before we go any further, then, <laughs> what? Uh, you weren't betting that much on sports. No, I was betting like three dollars, but I just kept like, I'm I'm net positive on sports betting. But I just would keep getting mad at myself. Like, how can I pick the opposite of each game? The, what got me into a lot of trouble was I would win money, like sports betting. Yeah. And then that blackjack button's just staring at me. And then when you start playing online blackjack, uh, you can't trust that algorithm. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never been pulled into that kind of stuff. Thank God. I just opened Pokemon cards. It's, it's very different. And then... <laughs> I was taking melatonin to like help me fall asleep at night. So I try to go to bed. My mind's just racing with like so many different things. Yeah. And it, during like school, it was bad. I was taking like the 10 milligram, which is like the highest one, but I've cut it down to like one milligram. My girlfriend, Joy, just like, you don't need it. It's just a dependency. Like your mind just says you need it. So I ran out on sat last Saturday. I haven't taken it since. Interesting. I want to get on melatonin. I'd love to start that crutch. Uh, I can't sleep, so maybe we'll see. Maybe I'll just you could transfer it. You can send me any, you know, whatever. Dude, it helped. It it. Like I said I was just on the one milligram, but it just kind of like calmed me down. Like I said, I go to bed at night and my mind's just racing, and I just think of everything I have to do. So this is more of just a okay shutting down. Time to go to bed. Feel you. I feel you. All right, but let's get into the topics, man. I just had to. I had to understand. I had to understand. I want to talk about. I'll I'll start. Talking about if you had money, right? And you know, it doesn't matter if you have a lot of money, but you have money to invest mm -hmm. in cards, be it be it sports cards or Pokemon cards or whatever whatever card game you like, because truthfully, they're all kind of investable at this point. Um, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh is investable, magic's definitely investable, uh Digimon, whatever, Harry Potter, even. Uh so if if you had, you know, some money and you wanted to put it in cards would you do you think you'd have a better investment in older cards for your dollar okay or newer cards that and both your i you're let's say you're holding these investments because i think that matters too 
you're holding these investments for a minimum of 20 years. I'm going a hundred percent vintage vintage. Like my, like my, it doesn't even cross my mind to buy these modern cards as an investment. Now, if you, I guess now if you pull me, grade them, that's cool, but I don't see them going up in, in price as much as vintage. And even just, so when you brought this topic up, I threw myself on mute real quick and I just quickly went on PSA.com pop report typed in Charizard. And the first one that I can find was in English was base set two. Do you know off the top of your head, how many PSA 10 base set two Charizards there are? PS, wait, PSA 10. All right. PSA 10 base base set two Charizards. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, 350. Unless I'm looking at the wrong thing, 2000 Pokemon game base set two. Card number four, Charizard Hollow. That makes sense. There is 54 PSA 10s. Holy shit. That's way lower than I thought. Yeah. There is 701 and a nine. But okay, you take that 54 um, PSA 10 base set two Charizards. There's over 4,000, I believe, 4,000 PSA 10s of the Rainbow Charizard from Champions Pass so far. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense to even consider investing in modern cards right now. No, and so I'm looking up right now. Unless, unless that's all you can get your hands on. Champions Path Full Art Charizard, card number 74, PSA 10, 4,182. Yeah, that's a lot. Already. And there's still probably another couple thousand at PSA, a couple yeah. thousand sitting in boxes yeah. that are waiting to be pulled and sent to PSA. Now, I think that that card just has so much value right now still because of the just the current market we're in. Yeah. And once we hit kind of a downfall of this market, just the, how the markets go, we're going to see that come down a lot. And I think you have I, a much... I think safe. it still does have time to dr- still drop a bit. I think you just have so much more of a safety net betting on or investing in vintage. I think you're right. I think that was almost, I'm not going to say a stupid question. It's an interesting question to think about because there is the argument like you could buy like a lot, a decent amount of sealed packs for a hundred dollars, right? Yep. Like if you, and you say you only had a hundred dollars to invest. I don't know what vintage cards you could buy in like, there are a couple Pokemon cards. I'd say you could buy vintage raw or like maybe one raw card that you could grade and potentially make a good return on. Yep. But like you could, you could buy like, I don't know, maybe a hundred dollars worth of, I don't know, like breakthrough or roaring skies, some, some pack like that. Okay. Um, And then keep those sealed for 20 years. That might be it. Something that kind of came out like, a couple years before this whole boom. Yeah, yeah, Because I just think there's so much product out there right now for Champions Path, Vivid Voltage, and Shining Fates. No, I agree. And then I totally lost my train of thought right there. Um, So how do you feel about, I guess, modern sealed wax? Like you're saying? Like, Like keeping like boxes. Like say somebody keeps 30 Champions Path ETBs. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand the, po- so I'm not doing that. I think people 
think I do that. Like, I think uh-huh. people think I hoard sealed product, but I really only have like one of each and it's kind yeah. of like a collection. That's how I am. But yeah, no, I don't understand hoarding sealed product. Vin- Although it's so stupid because I watched this guy on YouTube called uh, Alpha Investments. He's really smart. He talks uh-huh. about magic and stuff and now Pokemon. But he's proven every time anybody that says that gets proven wrong with modern product because you buy like like anything like any of the modern product from a couple years ago is wild dude uh-huh. that a uh, uh, freaking primal clash elite trainer box is $2400 for an ETB for an ETB that was released four years ago or for 50 bucks on the shelf 40 or 50 bucks on the shelf so anybody that says it like so and i saw something where it was like it showed a list of the past 10 booster boxes or whatever that came out and none of them have dipped below retail they've all gone up exactly exactly so there's that and the fact that like something like uh xy evolutions like those booster boxes are still with a reprint announced and a reprint of the packs and the candle power boxes boxes in store so the booster boxes haven't been reprinted yet but the power boxes have um even i didn't know they all, were doing that even with all that they're still going for like 900 to a thousand dollars for the booster boxes. and that goes into what i was gonna say and i forgot now one modern card i want to invest in is and i kick myself every day and check ebay but i just can't find one that i want to pull the trigger on is the hollow charizard from that set yeah you can get one for like 100 120 to 150 bucks yeah. on ebay yeah so it's like why is the chase card in that set worth 120 bucks, but the box is a grand? I think there are a couple reasons that I think it is it is literally more rare. The supply is literally lower now mm-hmm. of the booster boxes compared to that card. And hmm. and the desire to open or own that those booster boxes is very high with youtubers and people doing booster box openings and just that booster box being now kind of iconic with gary v that was like the first pokemon product he kind of touted was the xy evolutions booster box like that's what he was talking about um and you have that and then you also have the fact here i just lost my train of thought now (laughs) you also have the fact that um Oh, what the heck was I saying, dude? <laughs> Something about Gary V and the base set booster. I'm uh, not base up the booster boxes from Evolutions. What card is that in the set? Do you know? Uh, it's the the Hollow Charizard. Yeah, from Evolutions. Like what number? Yes, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm tr- I'm on the PSA website real quick, trying to get you a pop report of that. Yeah. Oh, I was ta- okay. So Charizard Hollow card number eleven. There is 205. Oh my God. That's that's what I was gonna say. Real quick, you know how evolutions is known for their crap, like that's that's what I was gonna talk about. Crap quality. Yeah. 205 PSA tens. Okay. Right. Guess how many nines? Two thousand. Five thousand seven hundred and seventy-nine. Holy shit. I'm that's surprised insane. there's two hundred tens at this point. I thought there was a lot less. A uh, couple months ago, which is that's cool. insane! Wow, yeah, yeah, that that is insane. I have I have one of those cards at BGS right now, 
and it should the grading should be done this week. So the I boys gonna ten. I there are no tens at BGS. Not even a not even a gold label ten. Not even a gold label ten from BGS. Are you gonna, for that. Are you gonna look right when it tells you? You're gonna wait till it comes back in the mail. No, I'm looking at right away, dude. I can't <laughs> wait for that shit. That's gonna be nuts. I feel like it's has to be nine point. Like I just, I there's not a single one. Yeah. Maybe someone's got to be the first, so we'll see. Yep. But yeah, so that was the other reason I was gonna say the dis the fact that people want to get that ten Charizard like. And there's so few of those out there. Mm-hmm. The need to buy a sealed box to try and get that is probably pretty high. Like, yeah. So that might be a, the disconnect in price there. That's insane. Yeah, no. So I guess my overall answer to this topic is vintage 100%. But but don't exclude uh, modern. Yeah. Coll- and don't collect what you collect what you like in modern. Yeah. And just don't don't depend on it for like an investment though. I agree. Cool. I guess uh, so. My next topic I want to talk about kind of goes into the video game segment, and it's what is a system that you think the library is cool for, and you would like to play, but you just haven't devoted the time to jump into that system yet. <sighs> I've played a lot of systems, but I guess, I guess probably like Sega Saturn. That's the one that that's what I was gonna say, also. Yeah, I don't have a Saturn, I've never had a Saturn. I know there are a lot of cool, like, shoot 'em ups, I think, for this mm-hmm. uh, Saturn, like bullet hail shooters and stuff like that. And uh, I know it was a pretty, like, uh, oddball console, one that didn't get a lot of love in the beginning, and it was just kind of at the end of a end of a console life cycle. Uh, but yeah, probably that. Like I've definitely, and that's cool things. That's what came to my mind too. And this, I I think normally you see a lot of like rare games are expensive, but they're not good. But I've heard good things about Saturn games. Now Saturn games in general are pricier than your other systems, but I've heard good things about their games, which probably increases the value even more. And I own a Saturn, and I own probably thirteen Saturn games, and I just haven't put the time into it. So it's yeah. like, that's something that I definitely want to. So you you even own one. Yep, I own one. And then so I have a, you, I you own a ton of games that you don't play. So that's just a whole nother conversation. Yeah. I mean, do you <laughs> invest in modern games or retro games? <laughs> definitely. That's a that's an easy one, though. Yeah. Now, Although, do you know people would make dude, that could be there is a crazy rise in prices in some modern stuff sometimes Dude, i was looking at i was watching this video um the other day and it was talking about expensive ps4 games yeah and there's some out there where they're like crazy yeah and, dude the poke i was thinking about the pokeball plus accessory for the switch that just shot up randomly it was 30 bucks a month ago exactly like what no it's 130 it's that's just absurd or you look That's at something like saying. the PSTV, like those were 15 bucks on clearance at Walmart for the yeah, longest yeah. time. And then all of a sudden, bang, shoots yeah. up in price. Yeah. So the, there is, I guess there's some stuff modern. Uh, it's it, it's like that with anything though. Yeah. What is going to be that next thing to jump in price? Yeah. Now, do you own a Virtual Boy? Uh, I do not. Have you ever played a Virtual Boy? Mm, no. I don't think so. I have one and I've played it a few times. It's fun. I believe I have played Mario's tennis on it and I played 
Wario, the Wario game, Wario Woods or yeah, Wario, Wario whatever's on it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in a roundabout way going for the full virtual voice set just because there's only 14 games on it. I think I have like eight of the 14 right now, but then yeah, after the you start getting into the really expensive ones. Like I think, believe the most expensive game is Waterworld, and that's probably that's bizarre, two fifty or even more probably at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird one to collect for. Have you have you done like all like have you put in a decent amount of time and explored the libraries of pretty much all like the Nintendo systems, like main Nintendo? Yeah, system? I would say NES. Yes, definitely yeah. put in a decent amount of time into some games. SNES 100%, N64 100%, GameCube yes, Wii yes, Wii U no, Switch yes, Wii U is fun, Game Boy yes, Game Boy Color yes, Game Boy Advance yes, DS yes, 3DS eh. Yeah. Now my collection's right here to the left of me, and I'm staring at my Vita and my PSP. I just don't find those often. I own a Vita and I own a PSP because I've gotten them in local lots. Yeah. But I don't own one Vita game or a PSP game. Yeah, I don't. I own a. P, I own my childhood PSP. Uh huh. And I I played a lot of PSP when I was a kid. Um, but I don't. The only games I have for it are probably a couple from my childhood, like the God of War game, Chains of Olympus, uh, maybe Pot Upon that game, mm-hmm. uh, GTA probably a couple games like that, but. Uh, yeah, I never find I, I sometimes find PSP, but Vita is dude. I never so find it rare. And I've heard so many good things about the Vita, and I just haven't experienced because I haven't found any games for it. I guess if you guys have any good Vita game recommendations, let me know because I'm looking to expand my Vita collection right now. It's at a whopping goose egg. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's that's definitely what I'd say about that. Yeah, I think um, we're pretty. I think we're pretty on the on the same page right there. Like yeah. kind of your oddball handhelds, Vita, PSP, and then kind of Saturn. Saturn. I I've also put in a good amount of time on. I played games on every Nintendo system. I'm putting some time on them, and I thoroughly enjoy them. I guess there's not one where I'm like, especially Nintendo systems. There's not one where I'm like, eh, probably won't come back to this one. Exactly. It's just they're all for all great. They're all great. I want to get some of the uh. The game and watches oh those look really cool i mean i got the i got the new one and i played like maybe two of the old ones do you own it do you own any of the old ones no i've i've bought and sold them never never kept on held on to them yeah no i, I just don't even think i've ever found one I, I see them at the local game store and things like that and they're cool i've just never found one in a lot but if i, if I did i would definitely keep them they're, they're really well designed and i love the box art on them yeah the box art's super sick so and they like don't take up a lot of room, which is the best thing. That's true. But when you have so much, everything takes up a lot of room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you're when your collection's big, everything every piece of room counts. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's talk about quickly. I was just thinking it's been basically a year with Corvid and Corvid. Uh, Corvid, yep, young Corvid. It's almost been a year. And so <laughs> At the start of Corvid, we got a new game, and it was Animal Crossing New Horizon. And now, did that just drop? Like, was that scheduled to drop, or is like, yeah, yeah that was the makers planned. like, no, we're pumping planned. this right now. No, it was planned. Brilliant, brilliant. But it was scheduled to drop Lucky. then, and they got 
uh, yeah, lucky, but also not lucky with the pandy. But it was the perfect game to come out during the pandemic. And they sold 31 million copies to date. Now, the only, the only, uh, there's a couple games that have done it, but most notably in the Nintendo franchise is Pokemon Red, Blue, and Green with a combined sales of also 31 million copies. So I just think it's interesting. This, okay, so for a little context, this is a game that my girlfriend played. My yeah. girlfriend does not play video games. I was going to bring that up. She, I was going to... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, she does not play video games. Number one, beg me to have one of the uh, Nintendo Switches, the yellow Nintendo Switch Lite. Mm-hmm. And then when Animal Crossing came out, she got that. She bought it with her own money. Didn't like she wanted that game and she played it. She has more hours in Animal Crossing than I do. And I just think that's insane. Like, and that's what I was, I was seeing so many people. Like on Twitter or like my Instagram, that like I go to people like when I went to school with. Yeah, I just they weren't big gamers. I never knew they played video games. They're just like they, these random like. Now, I guess it's the stereotype of males usually are more into video games than females are. Are, but I was seeing on like everybody's story and everybody talking about Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, yeah. Animal Crossing. Everybody wanted it, which caused switches. That's when people the switches were yeah, impossible switches to were find. So- to find because it was the pandemic and animal crossing switches yeah. like basic switches were selling for like six hundred dollars and i didn't even think animal crossing was that popular of a game right like, i i didn't really under, it was the first animal crossing game i ever played like i knew i knew it was a popular game in the nintendo franchise yeah but it's not like when a new like smash bros comes out or like when a new Call of Duty comes out to where people are like sitting there buying it day one and like waiting and anticipating this. It it was just insane. Like I think I think it was mainly just COVID and being bored. Yeah. I think COVID being bored. And it's also like one of those, it is a an like a nostalgic game for a lot of people. The last mainline one. Like there was an Animal Crossing for the 3DS, but there was no the last mainline one. I guess was for the Wii, but nobody played. I would that. say even GameCube was that, probably the. That's what people remember. Like that's what I think a lot of the people that played this one remember, and a lot of the people that like the GameCube one like this one for the same reasons. I think because I didn't I play get, the GameCube one. I get Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon mixed up. What are you doing, Harvest Moon? I have no idea. I haven't played Harvest Moon either. No, I get them mixed up. But I, I, I have played Animal Crossing. So I did probably put like 50 hours into Animal Crossing at the start of the pandemic. Uh-huh. And it was a pretty fun game. And I think it was, that's the thing. I think you only get 31. I think Animal Crossing only got 31 million copies sold. If it really, like if it, it was. A I'd be interested storm. to see how many copies it sold on the 3DS. We can check that real quick. Yeah, I would be interested to see how many copies it sold. I, I obviously think it w- it did a lot more in sales because of the pandemic. And I, I think it's still a popular game right now, but not as popular, obviously, when it came out. Um, uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf on the 3DS sold 12 million units. So over... <gasps> bless you. <coughs> bless you. So over double yeah. on the Switch. And... Do yeah, you think any other games off the top of your head that were like that when like kind of pandemic influenced the sales outcome of it? Um, I don't know. I guess maybe 
I mean, just switch sales in general really had a good year. Yes. So I think maybe just that, like all the switch sales were influenced, I think, by that. Because you, you still see games like Mario Kart 8 selling millions of copies a month. That are like yeah, that's something that's ridiculous. Mario Kart. It's like they still sell, and that, that number might be a bit high, but it it's a lot. They sell a lot of copies of Mario Kart and Super Smash still and all that. So, And we're still technically in the pandy, so who knows? And those games still hold their value. There's still about like 25 copies, to $30 yeah. Switch games probably, and that just shows you how popular they are and how many people want them. 100%. There's plenty of Switch games out there that are under 15 12 bucks right now. Just because they had a hype at launch, but then they die off, and there's not that community who continuously wants them. Yeah. No, I think Nintendo is doing well of re. I don't know if Nintendo is doing well of restocking, or if it's just the kind of the hype dying down, and people who got what they wanted got it. But I, I see at my local WalMarts and Targets and things like that now there are switches in stock. I went to Walmart the other day, and there was plenty of Switch lights. There was yeah, plenty of switches, both both the. Mario one and the Animal Crossing ones. Oh, that's kind of sick. <laughs> and there, there's six systems. Yeah, I want to. I want to get one just for the collection. I, I don't feel like dropping three hundred dollars. Yeah, but I wait, love the design. For, I don't know. I feel like they're gonna release a new one with uh, the Pokemon stuff they're doing. I'll find one at a garage sale. <laughs> yeah, one day. But I, 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 it'd be cool to grade one of those. I've always thought grading systems was cool. It is kind of cool, but it's also kind of ridiculous. I don't know. Whatever. It's a topic for another day. Topic for another day. So um, go. So, did you kind of give up on Animal Crossing, or are you still playing it? No, I definitely don't still play it. I totally gave up on it. It's just not my type of game. Like, uh, It felt like real life too much. Like, I played <laughs> games to totally escape real life, and I literally had to pay a debt. Like, I had to pay a mortgage in that game, basically, and like do chores and stuff, so... That's when is I your said, girlfriend still playing it? She logs on occasionally, but yeah. Uh, oh, I just hit the mic. Uh, she logs on occasionally, but uh, not as much as she did, like when it first started. You know, when it first everyone was playing it, because she would log on with friends too. Like it was a pretty, rather social game. So she had the switch to Animal Crossing. Was she playing any other games, or she mainly just doing Animal Crossing? She played Link's Awakening briefly, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That, Kind of, kind of hot. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out you, babe. Um, but yeah, she she hasn't played anything else. She's she likes Super Monkey Ball. Dude, uh, Super Monkey Ball is so fun. Game. Yeah, so much fun. But yeah, Animal Crossing was uh, it, I just wanted to talk about because it, it was just it was just it's a, it was an important game this past year and it's it's officially been it was released on March 20th so it'll it'll be a year in less than a week now. That that you hit it right at the handle, just like the whole like pandemic stew and this coming out just like the fact that people were quarantined inside and bored just brought people who didn't play video games before back into it which i think is great for the community and a great thing to do i percent guys and if you're still playing animal crossing let us know uh yeah let me know what animal crossing is <laughs> i we kind of like build the town and like Thing. it's kind of like the, kind of like the sims it's kind of sort of like the sims yeah it's kind of sort of now i think harvest moon you go through and like you farm and raise and i got a harvest moon game right next to me hold on <laughs> harvest moon a magic a wonderful life on gamecube the biggest harvest ever 
Far- so it's a farming game. Farming, game. That's a farming lasts a lifetime and forget-me-not value. A coastal village where you cultivate friendships and raise a family among crops and livestock. Farming sim. Make important choices as to who you marry, start a family, <laughs> grow, produce, and guide your offspring through it's... life's most challenging chapters. What sort of life would you live? Uh, that sounds awesome. Look at this. Farming features. Find, choose, and charm potential brides for marriage. Brides with a with plural. Brides for marriage, farm, dude. Wild. It's like sister wives, but Harvest Moon. Except Nintendo. This is what yeah. we've learned today on that fifth. Episode. I'm uh, opening the sealed copy and throwing this in after dinner. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, talk about uh, miscuts, dude. So okay. This is a big one to me, and I, it's because I recently got into a Facebook group called, like, uh, just something like Pokemon Miscuts, a Facebook group. If you guys are into kind of miscuts and error cards and all that stuff, shoot me a message on Instagram. I'll we'll invite you to explain what Facebook a miscut group. is. So, I guess... I know you, is, Yeah, so a miscut is... It, basically, it's a miscut. So, like, when a card... Is, so, when you have a card, one of the factors for grading is centering. And normally you'll see like 60, 40 centering, a little top heavy or a little left heavy, but a miscut could be like towards like 90, 10. Like it's so far off center. It's completely noticeable. It's like, wow. Or even you can get ones where it's like the sheets and how the sheets were cut are not correct. You'll, you'll get, you'll get kind of the edge of another card on your card. It's just basically the printers making mistakes. And that's what you get is a, is a card that's not been cut correctly. Yes. So people love these. And in yeah. the Pokemon card community, people go crazy for them. But then when I look at sports cards, people hate them. Absolutely. So like when a card is so off center in Pokemon, you can even get like a, a, a designation on the PSA slab that says like it's a nine MC, nine miscut. Yeah. But when you get, when you put, so the latest, like, um, Bowman product that came out for baseball was, had pretty bad quality. Yeah. People are just complaining, like wanting to send cards back to the manufacturer because they're so off center and they're just pissed off. So there's no, there's like no, nobody likes that in baseball. No. Okay. So any sports or not? No. And so there's now there's some error cards kind of more vintage versus new but there's some error cards or you'll get the card every once in a while which has like say miguel cabrera on the front but then you'll have jose bautista stats on the back okay. and people will kind of chase that one just because it's cool like that yeah. or like there's some funny ones like a guy was getting his it's a vintage card was getting his picture taken for his card and on the end of his bat knob it said fuck you but the photographer and none of nobody noticed, nobody noticed they it. printed out the cards yeah. with this bat knob saying that and wow. people kind of, and they finally noticed it like through production so then they changed it wow but more modern people are just they want the contact tops they they hate it and it's, <laughs> they want their cards um no what's the word they want their cards refunded and like exchanged wow that's interesting it, it is interesting because Pokemon people do, like Chris said, Pokemon people do go kind of crazy for that. I see these people post stuff in these in these groups. It could be like a common card, like a yeah. Centaurus from Champion's right. Path that's miscut. And like people are like, they're bidding for it in the comments. Yeah. I or you get never like the... actually pulled any miscut cards. So it's probably more rare than... than My buddy pulled a couple of the uh, crimped cards. 
that's pretty cool kind of where so a crimped card is like how the top of the pack is kind of rigid um the pack seals kind of with one of the cards inside the bags um it seals onto one of the cards so one of the cards has some crimping on it um those don't excite me much yeah miscuts like an off-center miscut doesn't excite me too much it'd be cool if you had like a card where another card was like it was on it just the way the printer cut the sheet right that's, that's cool that's super cool and, and even- i think i think i've seen one where uh for instance there's been a like a pokemon back but also printed on top of it would be like a magic the gathering back oh so you have it's like a, a printing error where it's like a double image which i've never seen crazy. that yeah and i think like hollow bleed is cool yeah. I know a lot of people are trying to collect a bunch of cards from Evolution's Hollow Bleed. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, and then it's, but then it's funny because people reach, there'll be like an ink dot. But then yeah. there's some cards where it's like, this card is known for its ink dot. And you have, if you have the ink dot version of this card, it's worth so much money. Right. Yeah. And there, and some ink dots detract from grading and some don't because they're, factory known error it's like it's super weird i know the t17 typhlosion first edition t17 typhlosion was that the one where there's like two different numbers for it yeah but there's also there's a there's like known psa 10s with the ink this red little ink dot near and then it's just like is that factory error like it's just interesting it's so weird i don't know so it's and they said this the community of miscuts is crazy and it's just the the total opposite in sports cards like i, I follow like breakers on yeah. twitter mainly which a breaker is so they'll get a bunch of product in and then you'll buy into a break so you'll they do it kind of how like either say like you get the third pack in the box or yeah. you get every san diego padres player that was um thing or you get every nl central player but then they're like tweeting at tops basically sending them death threats like come on get your quality control team in check like this is shit like why are we paying for this wow yeah i i mean i don't think the pokemon community the pokemon community does complain about quality control but i don't know to what extent and i guess you see it more in baseball or sports cards in general because you pay more for a box like i know god jesus christ just the way box so the way like what's a pack i guess per average pack five bucks probably yeah but so that's just your normal like retail pack five bucks a blaster box is 20 a mega box is 50 or whatever but then you get into hobby boxes Mm -hmm. and they'll do what's called a dutch auction for hobby boxes where it starts crazy high and then as time goes on like there's a time so maybe every 10 minutes so the price drops so it goes from like whatever 400 bucks it starts at 400 bucks 10 minutes goes by drops to 390 380 and then however the timing and the price drops and then just people keep on buying at whatever price point they like until it sells out wow but the latest so i've always said basketball is the hottest right now basketball is insane the latest product that just came out um nba hoops for basketball yeah and hoops is known as a lesser set like it's it's not the most prestigious set out there. It's kind of more a just general collector's kid set. Mm-hmm. The hobby box just came out last week for 2021 hoops, $4,000 starting Dutch, Dutch auction for a hobby box. And the wait, the, the manufacturer does these Dutch auctions? Yes. That is absurd. 
Yep. So everybody I'm was literally, I'm going to say this right here. And I would not want to be a part of something like that. If that ever happened in Pokemon, I'd be like, I, I'm out. Peace. So everybody was tweeting at them, just calling them money hungry because they know the way the market is right now and how yeah. insane it is. And just like the set being hoops, it's like $4,000. Like, how are you going to keep collectors in here? At a, what is that? What does a hobby box have? 24, 36 packs. One of those two. You're not buying a case. I mean, if you're buying a case of boxes for four grand, but you're buying 24 packs for $4,000. That's out of control. And you can, that should, this is just a normal like retail product. I can see if you get into something like they have sets called like Immaculate Collection or like Top's Finest. And those are like your high end packs. Yeah. Like you get, you get one pack per box and you get like six cards, but five out of the six cards are hits. Insane. By a hit, I mean autograph or relic. And that's where you're chasing your like, that's where they have like the Kobe's out of five autographed jerseys and things like that. Or your Jason Dominguez autographed rookie patch autos out of 20. Yeah, that's wild. That's crazy, dude. Dude, it's insane. And the Dutch Dutch auctions are cool, I guess. It's, it's, a, it's a cool way to do it. I've really never seen it before I got into the card community. I've never participated in one. Um, just, I just, people are just, the market's crazy. We've been saying that nonstop. And I just think that like my biggest thing was why is it different in Pokemon versus sports for like the errors and miscuts? Yeah. Do do you, do you, do you, would you collect miscuts? Like, how do you feel about them? Yeah, I, well, I, I totally want to get, if there was a cool one that I could pick up for cheap, I would like a car that I cared about. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know, like a Charizard Misco would be so sick. Um, That's the thing, because it's like a Charizard Miscut, people would be hyped about and like go crazy, and that would go for more than the base card. Potentially, just because it's rare. But then you pull a just normal rookie card, it's off-center as hell, it's going to go for way less than the rookie card. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, the Pokemon product has to be off-center enough it can't just be like a little off-center because people do hate that because if it's going to get a nine instead of a 10 due to center yeah no i'm talking like noticeable like this is this is off-center like 90 10 yeah exactly and i've seen baseball cards like that and just the people who got them are pissed right no it's definitely different uh with pokemon i I think i would keep them i think it would be cool if i pulled one Depending on the card, I might be a little ticked. I might be ticked at first, but I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of cool, and there's a market for this. Yeah. And you just obviously the amount of buyers are going to be less, but the people who are a buyer are going to want it even more. All right, you want to go into our uh, viewer question of the week? Yeah. So, uh, so we do a weekly segment here on the Cards and Cartridges podcast. It's called the Question of the Week. Give us a follow on Instagram at Cards and Cartridges Podcast. If you just search that, you'll be able to find us. We ask weekly, usually on Wednesdays, for a viewer question of the week. And this week's question comes from Nintendo. And he says, if you could choose one video game character to be your personal bodyguard, who would you choose? I'm going to say Master Chief from Halo. That's a good one. Like Master Chief from Halo would be a badass bodyguard, bro. Yeah. I've never played the game, but just this one that came to mind real quick. I've never played the game, but just seeing him on the cover is the dude from God of War. 
Oh, Kratos. That's a great, yeah. great. That's a good. He call just too. looks like a certified badass. Yeah, 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 he's he is. I've played all the God of War games. They're some of my favorites. That's a good answer because you, know, you should play one of them. They're really fun. Um, but Master Chief or Kratos, both of them, those would be badass bodyguards. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think Chain Chop would be kind of dope. Who? Chain Chomp from like Mar- the Mario series. Decent. He could get in the way though. He's not that fucking smart. He could get in the way. It's stupid. I guess I, he's not very... Yeah. Lang- like, he can't just go after somebody, too. No. Scratch like, that. Bowser? Yeah, yeah. Mm, no. No? I I literally think we picked the best, too. Just looking for a certified badass, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, strictly bodyguard. Or, like... Solid Snake would be kind of a good one for Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Uh, you could get Sheik. Um, you could get Samus. Samus would be a cool one. Yeah, yeah. All of these. All the more badass characters who could do some uh, do some damage. I mean, Charizard. Yeah. You could fly with that. That's kind that, of that, That's a big plus right there. You can fly. That's kind of good. Isn't Charizard um, pretty big too? Yeah, he might be hefty, bro. Depends. They're all different weights. So yeah. You never know. You never know what you're gonna I th- get. I think if I'm if I'm hiring a personal bodyguard, I'm going with the dude from God of War. There you go. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We appreciate you more than you know. Make sure to tune in next week uh, on the Cards and Cartridge podcast. Make sure to hit up the claim sale if you haven't seen one of those. Uh, that's something we do live on twitch.tv slash OG Retro. Uh, you can I forgot to shout out the. Uh, I apologize. I forgot to shout out the text platform. I meant to do that at the beginning oh, of the podcast. Right, right. So if somehow you've made it to the very end of the podcast, you're you're in for a treat. Now I should <laughs> I should do this in the beginning. Um, we started a text platform, so it's on Remind One Hundred and One, and it is basically like for schools, but we can use it. Um, if you text at Koozie OG, that's at C O U S I O G to eight one zero one zero. You'll be signed up for a text platform. I believe it asks for your birthday. And if you're a parent, student, or teacher, uh, you don't have to answer that. If you do, just make something up. It's just to make sure you're over the age of 13. Um, but we, we don't see your phone number. We don't see any of your information. But we'll be able to send you a text saying like, hey, we're about to go live for a claim sale. Come check us out on twitch.tv. Retro. Or we're going to text you Monday mornings when the podcast goes live. Just kind of that extra reminder to, to, to hook your boys up and let, give us a listen. Hell yeah. Thanks for that reminder, Koozie. I need a remind 101 <laughs> to remind you guys. That's what I'm saying. But guys, like we said, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for giving us a listen. Peace. See you guys. Bye.